I am Johnny Massacre and welcome to the Johnny Massacre Show. This is the Thursday Night Massacre. On tonight's show, is the USA about to change its abortion laws, giving you less time to get an abortion? In other news, Biden re-implements Trump's stay in Mexico border policy. And finally, Twitter bans sharing of images of other people and its CEO Jack Dorsey steps down. Who's fucking with me? Give me a hell yeah! So they might be changing abortion laws over in the United States. And this is very, very interesting indeed. The Associated Press say... With Roe in question, justices dig into private debate. They say historic Supreme Court arguments over abortion behind them. The justices soon will begin the work of crafting a decision that could dramatically limit abortion rights in the United States. They'll meet in private before the weekends and take an initial vote on whether to uphold Mississippi's ban on abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. But it will be months before a decision is issued. So Mississippi is trying to ban abortions after 15 weeks. Currently, this is it's a very uh, convoluted... Um, system that regulates abortion but it's really down to the federal powers right from the top Mississippi is trying to make an individual law a separate state law and so that is going to be challenged in the Supreme Court if Mississippi get their way it could set a precedent that allows all red states or any states to set their own individual abortion laws limiting the amount of time you have to get an abortion or banning it entirely they say in nearly two hours of arguments Wednesday, the court's conservative majority indicated they would uphold the Mississippi law and allow states to ban abortion much earlier in pregnancy. The court may even overturn the nationwide right that has existed for nearly 15 years. They might remove the right to an abortion in certain states. With hundreds of demonstrators outside chanting for and against, the justices heard arguments that could decide the fate of the court's historic 1973 Roe v. Wade decision legalizing abortion throughout the United States and its 1990 ruling in Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which reaffirmed the aforementioned case Roe. The outcome probably won't be known until next June, but after nearly two hours of arguments, the six conservative justices, including three appointed by former President Donald Trump, indicated they would uphold Mississippi's law. At the very least, such a decision would undermine Roe and Casey, which allow states to regulate but not ban abortion up until the point of fetal viability at roughly... 24 weeks so what that means is currently states are not allowed to ban abortion until fetal viability what is fetal viability fetal viability is the point at which you can physically cut out and remove a fetus from the uterus and keep it alive it probably won't survive on its own but with medical technology today we can keep it alive people are trying to establish at what point does this thing become alive in the woman's body and i think the the people who are religious and believe that life starts at conception some of them want to make a, a a concession with people on the left about when life starts in order to to just stop people taking babies out of women's stomachs when they're actually sentient and so they're willing to 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 give up their desire of banning abortion completely and at least saying look at this point fetal viability when you can remove the baby from the woman's stomach at least let's ban abortion at that point currently you can't ban abortions up until that point but if mississippi get their way with the supreme court siding with them people will be able to ban abortion much earlier the article says there are also substantial support among the conservative justices for getting rid of roe versus casey 
all together. Justice Rowan Casey altogether. Justice Clarence Thomas is the only member of the court who has openly called for overruling the two cases. So Justice Clarence Thomas, he's 70 years old. He's the most conservative member of the Supreme Court. And, and therefore, he's he wants to get rid of abortion completely. I like him. He's a dude. I've seen a, a few clips on YouTube of people chatting with him in the street and random bit of trivia when he was appointed to supreme court they tried to smear him as a sexual abuser as the opposite political party often likes to do and joe biden um talked down to him and talked to him like he was a piece of shit proving some people correct in their assumption that joe biden is a racist recently having talked about the negro leagues in baseball and also him saying that if black people don't vote for him they're not black because joe biden thinks black people all think the same Justice Brett Kavanaugh, a Trump appointee, asked whether the court would be better off withdrawing completely from the abortion issue and letting states decide. He said, why should this court be the arbiter rather than Congress and state legislatures and state Supreme Courts? The people being able to resolve this, Kavanaugh asked. And there will be different answers in Mississippi and New York, different answers in Alabama than California. Now, I really like this, the way America has this amazing system of checks and balances. Even with a lot of Democrat power, it's hard to force through political issues. And I think that's only a good thing. I personally think that abortion should be a state issue because if you have one person managing all the states, if it's open to corruption, and if that person is not a good person, then everyone's going to be affected. But the more checks and balances, the more power is distribute, distributed and, and kind of broken up, I think it can only be a good thing. My question is, if you are in a state that will potentially ban abortion or limit abortion, can you leave that state and go to another state to get an abortion that's pro-abortion? In which case, don't be so fucking lazy, mate. You got your shag last night. You got not just get in the motor. Go get an abortion somewhere else. They say abortion would soon become illegal or severely restricted in roughly half the states if Roe and Casey are overturned, according to the Guttmacher Institute, a research organization that supports abortion rights. Legislatures in many Republican-led states are poised for action, depending on the Supreme Court's ruling. <clears throat> Interestingly, on Wednesday, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit vacated its previous ruling that had blocked a Tennessee law that included banning abortions once cardiac activity is detected in an embryo about six weeks and ordered a rehearing by the full court. The newly restrictive law remains on hold because of a lower court ruling. Courts up the fucking ass, mate. There's courts all over America. Again, this wonderful system of checks and balances not allowing one side to push through their political agenda too far without it being... Um, on the receiving end um, of some pushback. And this is quite interesting. So Tennessee managed to get away with having an abortion law that banned abortion after six weeks. We're not even talking 15 weeks like what Mississippi are talking about. We're talking about six weeks. But that was basically shot down by the US Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit. So there's there's a real kind of back and forth here between people wanting abortion and people not wanting it in America. They say people of color and lesser means would disproportionately be affected, supporters of abortion rights say. So the supporters of abortion rights is mostly leftists, and that is a, the bigotry of low expectations. They're saying, well, black people and um, people of lesser means. Are you associating all black people with lesser people? That's kind of the textbook definition of racism. I don't automatically assume people of colour are of lesser means. Um, that is basically racism. So that's not really an argument. People who don't have an argument will just always throw people of colour into the mix 
and conflate them with their argument and therefore say, if you're against my argument, you're against these people of color and you're a racist. I'm sorry, I don't buy that. People of color are sentient beings just like any other type of person. And men of color have a choice whether to put on a condom and nut inside a woman as do women of color. They they don't have to open their legs and let someone nut inside them. So I don't see why they should be disproportionately affected due to some outside circumstances. Really, they have their individual agency and the responsibility is on them, in my opinion. The court's three liberal justices said that reversing Roe and Casey would significantly damage the court's legitimacy. So this is interesting. This is the Democrats' worst nightmare. All the conservative justices on the Supreme Court are pretty much all siding with abortion and all the liberal justices are against it. That's not really what I want to see. I want to see a healthy mix of people on the right not always going with um, issues on the right and people on the left not always going with issues on the left. As I said earlier, Kavanaugh and Amy Barrett um, shot down the idea of a recount. So at least some of the conservative justices at times appear to be unbiased. The article says, will this institution survive the stench that this creates in the public perception that the Constitution and its reading are just political acts? Justice Sonia Sotomayor asks. That's basically saying, you know, if this goes ahead, this abortion ruling, um, making it more difficult to get abortions or perhaps banning abortions completely, it will undermine people's faith in the system. Pantheon, the shadowy political mastermind who shall remain nameless, who often contributes to this show, his faith in the Supreme Court was undermined with the 2020 election he wanted the recount and because they didn't do it his faith was undermined in the same way people are questioning whether people's faith in that very same bastion of American justice will be undermined if this goes ahead because abortion is very controversial indeed in unusually strong terms for a high court argument Justice Stephen Breyer warned his colleagues they better be damn sure before they throw away the established abortion decisions public opinion polls show support for preserving Roe the previous abortion laws though some surveys also find backing for greater restrictions on abortion among the conservatives Chief Justice John Roberts appeared most interested in a less sweeping ruling that would uphold the Mississippi law but not explicitly overrule Roe and Casey the previous abortion law quote that may be what they're asking for but the thing at issue before us today is 15 weeks Roberts said alluding to Mississippi's call to overturn the broader cases in addition to upholding its own law more than 90% of abortions are performed in the first 13 weeks of pregnancy well before viability according to the Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention so most people get an abortion within the time limit that Mississippi is trying to impose the 15-week limit so what's the problem nine out of ten are going to be all right that remaining 10 percent maybe this will get your ass in gear and make you think twice before getting knocked up after a night on the fucking tiles getting shit faced mate they say about 100 patients per year get abortions after 15 weeks at the jackson women's health organization mississippi's lone abortion clinic just 100 people they want to preserve this law for the facility does not provide abortions after 16 weeks even upholding the 15-week ban would mean rejecting the decades-old viability line abortion rights supporters say that would effectively overturn the old abortion law roe and leave no principled line for when abortions might be banned now this is a typical political argument you have some laws that have been in place for a while and people say don't fucking change them because if you change them a little bit they'll change more 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 and eventually things will be completely reversed maybe conservatives will say look at gay rights they just said i want to be left alone and then now they're asking to be married and now you've got the kind of trans activists who are saying if you don't do anything we say you're all transphobic so people are afraid of giving people an inch because they might take a mile the article says 
Justice Neal, another Trump appointee, suggested the lack of a rigorous alternative might be a reason to overrule Roe and Casey entirely, overrule the abortion laws entirely. He said, you emphasize that if 15 weeks were approved, then we'd have cases about 12 and 10 and 8 and 6. So my question is, is there a line in there that the government believes would be principled or not? Again, the question is, at what point does life start? Conservative Christians will say it starts at conception, as soon as you fucking bust the nut, basically. And other people say it's when the heartbeat is first detected. Cardiac activity, we saw that in Tennessee, they tried to pass a law banning abortions as soon as the heartbeat is first detected, which was shot down by the Sixth Circuit of Appeals. And then the main information point of these new abortion laws is 15 weeks we should ban it 15 weeks which is the uh, the point at which viability occurs which means you can remove the fetus and it can survive outside of the womb where is the line i'd like to hear your opinion massacre friends and so there you go so next june give it about six months abortion laws could change drastically in the united states and i'm here to just give you the heads up on it I am Johnny Massacre. And if you have been watching from the beginning, stop your grinning and drop your linen, donate some cash, and let's keep winning. Streamlabs.com forward slash Johnny Massacre. The more you donate, the more you're going to get. I made a plea for your support yesterday on a community post and on a YouTube video saying how all of my passive income has now dried up due to the coronavirus restrictions, tourism industry dying. So this is my only form of income. And so if I don't make a good amount of healthy donations this month, it's going to be difficult to continue this show and and give you the Johnny Massacre show at the same frequency. So I've set a rather ambitious target of $2,000. Let's hope Santa has a fucking huge, heaving, wrinkled, baggy Christmas sack into which Massacre Friends will stuff a lot of cash, mate. Your donations are much appreciated. If I do get that $2,000 target, wow. It would prove that this account is not, well, is shadow banned because... An account with only 11,450 subscribers that doesn't seem to ever get any more subscribers obviously isn't that popular and would never get a $2,000 donation, right? So show YouTube how you feel about my potential shadow ban by how much you donate. Streamlabs.com forward slash Johnny Massacre. Do it now! Do it now! Give these people air! So let's have a look at the current donations. We have got... A $10 donation from Axon Oil Can, who's very verbose, and I always look forward to reading his prose. He says, you're lucky. The Johnny Massacre Corporation, JMC, doesn't require its employees to get mandatory vaccinations. Certainly doesn't. And or virus testing. Just to stare at overpriced pasta while you refill the wine glass. Again, let's go, Brandon. Pronounce you know. Thank you very much, Axon Oil Can, for your $10. Winton 1080 donated a massive $50. Santa's sack is getting filled. He says, times are tough for a minute, but believe me, I'm spreading the massacre as much as I can. Keep speaking the truth. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for your $50. Now, in other news for tonight, US to restart Trump era policy, forcing asylum seekers to remain in Mexico during application process. The Biden administration has taken a hammering in the media from the conservative press, at least, and a fair amount of voices online regarding the crisis at the border. And so now they're reinstating Trump's policy that means when illegal immigrants attempt to enter the US, they're forced to wait in Mexico, which means they can't just fuck off because the Biden administration ended catch and release. They say controversial policies, reinstatement follows federal court order. Very controversial. When some people illegally want to come into your country, you don't want to let them in 
fucking controversial in japan they never let anyone do that do you hear anyone complaining about japan no i wonder why not answer in the comments below they say the u.s and mexican governments have reached an agreement to reinstate the so-called remain in mexico policy under former president donald trump which forced asylum seekers <laughs> they're forcing their way into america and they're just defending themselves interesting choice of vocabulary which forced asylum seekers entering the u.s to remain on the other side of the border while their claims are process when you go to an airport do you, can you just waltz through customs and just wait in the country of choice without going through the relevant checks no you can't so why should an illegal person with no passport no identity have some kind of exemption they say the move announced by administration officials follows a federal court order for President Joe Biden's administration to reinstate the Migrant Protection Protocols program, which under the Trump administration returned more than 60,000 asylum seekers, stranding thousands of people in potentially dangerous border areas of Mexico while their claims are pending in U.S. courts. So if I jump into shark-infested water and go for a swim and I get bitten, whose fucking fault is it? Is it the shark? No. Is it the waters? No. It is mine. So if you take a ridiculously dangerous journey and trek up to the American border and you fly through various countries, don't know who's fucking giving you the money for the ticket to go there since you're so poor. Well, whose fucking fault is that if you get hurt? Whose fault is it? They say US officials intend to rely on the program for single adults seeking asylum and are expected to move their cases expeditiously with all cases moved within 180 days according to administration officials. Now that will incentivize people to bring children along who are not even their own who could potentially die. Fucking wonderful policy you've got over there in America. They say human rights organizations have condemned the policy, pointing to hundreds of cases of killings, rape, torture, kidnapping and assaults against asylum seekers who could not enter the US within the first two years of the program. So you're basically admitting that there are murderers, killers, rapists, torturers and kidnappers and people who commit assault inside those asylum seekers. You can't say that they're all not involved in that activity because if they weren't, how would making them remain in Mexico leave them vulnerable to those very things if those very things weren't within the groups in which they were traveling? So... That's what you need to know. They're reinstating this policy. I actually didn't... I thought Biden would reinstate it himself, but it looks like a federal court has done it. Who knows if they've surreptitiously allowed it to happen because they wanted to save face and didn't want to be seen reversing a, um, a policy um, that they initially initiated in order to put the middle finger up at Trump. But regardless of why and how this is happening, it looks like the US border might be a little bit more secure thanks to Donald Trump's policy. In other news... Check this out. According to Disclosed TV, Twitter bans sharing of images or videos of private individuals without their consent just one day after former CTO Parag Agrawal was named CEO. Twitter literally have this article on their blog that says the misuse of private media can affect everyone but can have a disproportionate effect on women, activists, dissidents and members of minority communities. Right. So when you share someone's image, potentially nefariously, maybe doxing them or doing whatever... It kind of affects men a little bit, white men, but nah, when it happens to them, it doesn't really matter. What matters is the people in the Marxist victim hierarchy who are essential to our political strategy. Poor women, activists, like potentially Antifa, those are the people who are the victims of this doxing. This is what Twitter have just said, um, exposing how one of the biggest, most influential companies in the world, who many people live out their lives to and get all their info from, are basically communists. And this has quite interesting ramifications. So what this means is whistleblowers might not be able to whistleblow anymore. So you see a politician not wearing a mask in public or you see whoever, some important public figure 
um, doing something bad in public, you're not going to be able to post potentially, potentially a picture of them. And it's obvious why this is happening because Project Veritas and conservative whistleblowers are a massive threat to the left for exposing their corruption. And with the, these terms and conditions, because it's a private company and they circumvent the American Constitution, they can block any whistleblowers from potentially damaging the totalitarian leftist narrative. So that is what's happening now on Twitter. I really will be very surprised when they ban all footage of George Floyd's death, which plagued social media, because, well, you're not allowed to share images of private individuals. I wonder if they'll ban that. I don't think so, because they'll only ban things that go against their political narrative. So that's what's happening over Twitter. You can't really post pictures of other people. I kind of get it. You don't want some random person posting pictures of you, but this this is open to abuse. I think they could have done a better rule, and I think we all know how they're going to use this for political ends. So in other news regarding Facebook, Jack Dorsey stepped down. Now, a lot of people said, yay, but I always question things, and you gotta, you got to ask what's Twitter going to be like with this new guy in charge. So the new guy is Parag Agrawal. And according to Breitbart, he said, quote, why should I distinguish between white people and racists? Here's a tweet from the new Twitter CEO. He said, if they're not going to make a distinction between Muslims and extremists, then why should I distinguish between white people and racists? Funny how he mentioned white people. You know, he, he could take some statistic that affects black people. They disproportionately commit most of the crime in the United States of America, 50% plus, even though they make up 13% of the total population. So he could have said something like, well, then why should I distinguish black people from violent criminals? Because if he said that, that would be racist. But if he says, why should I distinguish white, white pe- between white people and racist? That isn't racist. Stereotyping white people for basically all being pieces of shit. He chose white people specifically because, again, Twitter is a Marxist organization. It's all about oppressive is oppressed it's about victimhood narrative and in that narrative white people are the oppressors and everyone else is the oppressed so twitter again revealing themselves as communists what do you think about this new guy taking over twitter i saw various people actually defending jack dorsey over on substack some people said that actually privately he didn't really like a lot of the censorship on twitter they blanket censored and banned hunter biden's laptop story and when that happened apparently jack dorsey was visibly upset during a court case or a court hearing when he had to appear before congress and it looks like the power was eventually being wrested away from him jack dorsey talked about starting a decentralized blockchain platform i didn't really trust it myself if he made it but apparently some people out there are saying jack dorsey maybe wasn't as bad as people thought and this guy's going to be much worse what do you know about the new twitter ceo please leave your comments in the box below do you think he will improve twitter or make it worse can't be that much worse can it what other news do we have tonight well do you know what it's a load of fucking omicron shit but i just can't be asked because you already fucking know i've been johnny mascot and i tell you what mate you better be back for the next episode otherwise i'll be coming around your house please make sure to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell and give generously fund the massacre fill that giant christmas sack to get more of these episodes and keep me alive hand to mouth because without your donations i'm not going to be able to make this show anymore because that is what all those other cunts tell you to do layers